Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021, and today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the chapter Working with Others on page 96, the second paragraph that starts with, suppose now you are making your second visit to a man. Just reading that one paragraph only. Plenty there. Today's readers are, and thank you to Team Wednesday, Kathy S., Nancy T., Dara L., Heidi B., Terry S. Our newcomer greeter will be Reva P., and our host for the second awesome unrecorded hour is Chris G. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021, the 7 a.m. meeting is 18,015, that's 18015, and for the 10 a.m. Eastern yesterday, 18,017, that's 18017. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is the fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overreader who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Heidi B. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Heidi. Good morning, Heidi B. from New York. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six. Heidi, we lost you after six. Heidi, can you press star one to unmute? Oh, can you hear me now? Yep, lost you after six. Okay, (laughs) Okay. six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 
11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you so much, Heidi. I will now ask for Terry S. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Terry. Good morning. This is Terry S. in Florida. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you. Thank you so much, Terry. Okay, here we go. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time, Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. Again, this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter Working with Others, and we are on the second paragraph on page 96. And Kathy S. is going to get us started. Please do, Kathy. Thanks, Amy. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Georgia. Um, Go Braves. (laughs) 
Suppose now you are making your second visit to a man. He has read this volume and says he is prepared to go through with the 12 steps of the program of recovery. Having had the experience yourself, you can give him much practical advice. Let him know you are available if he wishes to make a decision and tell his story, but do not insist upon it if he prefers to consult someone else. Um, again, um, Kathy um, S. recovered from Georgia, and um, what stands out for me in this paragraph is the fact, uh, again, just like the previous paragraphs have been emphasizing, never force. Um, and so, you know, it talks about how the sponsee or potential new the newcomer has read the volume. They're prepared, you know, and prepared. What comes up for me is just the word intention which is never enough. Um, but as we go down to the paragraph, when we allow the sponsee to make a decision, there I, I sense you know, more of an expression of willingness and um, really to take responsibility and, and to tell his story, which would be to carry out honestly, you know, through honesty throughout the steps and give it away. Um, through service after having a spiritual experience. Um, yeah, I and I love too how it just says, you know, we can encourage them if they prefer to consult someone else, you know, to just not be attached to someone's response, don't take things personal. Um, but th really what it comes down to for me in this paragraph is there has to be a concession and a decision on the part of the sponsee. For me, um, this was my first step in authenticity. I had to admit and own the fact that I'm a real compulsive overeater with an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. And I needed to work the 12 steps wholeheartedly in search of a spiritual solution. Um, and that's the only thing that has ever worked for me. And again, where it came down to was just that place of desperation, having nowhere else to turn, having tried everything else and, and just, um, yeah, just owning who I really am and then doing what I need to do every single day in order to stay in recovery. And that's working 10, 11 and 12. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, lots packed into this paragraph. I appreciate the opportunity to be of service. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thanks, Amy. Thanks so much, Kathy, for getting us started. Awesome. Okay, although we value your experience, strength, and hope, if you have shared in the last couple of days, uh, being Tuesday or Monday, we ask if you'd kindly step back so others could share their experience, strength, and hope. It would be greatly appreciated. But who would like to share on this paragraph, page 96, second paragraph, if we could have your first name and the first initial of your last name? Please chime in. Would anyone like to share? Gara L. Gara L. Anyone else? Don't be shy. Carmela G. Carmela. 
Colleen M. Anyone? Colleen? Okay. Anyone else? Going once, going twice. All righty then. We have a nice little start here. Dara L., Carmela G., and Colleen M. Dara L., you have the floor. Please go ahead. Uh, yeah, great. Thanks. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And uh, thanks, Amy, for taking the meeting. And thanks, Kathy, so much for getting us started. Um, you know, I'm thinking about myself, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad that my sponsor didn't make me read um, this book in its entirety before we started working together. And I don't do that with sponsees. Um, because, you know, I have an identification problem and an application problem for sure. And so if I, you know, had to read a book about a bunch of alcoholics, it'd be very easy for me to see how like, oh, I'm not like them. You know, I'm not like those people, even though really it's just the first step that stresses um, uh, the action of alcohol on the body. And so I need a compulsive overeater to teach me how to apply that. But everything after that, you know, is the exact same. Um, and actually the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind is the same. I just need to learn my uh, alcoholic foods. Um, but anyway, you know, but I love that this stresses the experience. You know, having had the experience, we can give practical advice and that's what I want from a sponsor you know is for them to share their experience with me I don't want anyone lecturing at me I don't want anyone telling me what to do but I want you know I want someone to tell me what they've done and then I can see like wow this person has what I want you know life is happening and they have peace they have sanity they they react like a human being because I don't know how to do that you know I think someone pisses me off and I got to go binge at them and throw up you know like that's not reasonable that's not rational but that's but that's my maladaptive maladjusted maladjusted reaction to life which i got to say my reactions to life are worse than abstinence like i'm a crazy person cuz my ego you know when i'm in the disease I, I at least my ego is somewhat reduced like i'm a mass of shame and self-loathing but when i'm in recovery you know like i don't know how to live and so being able to go to someone and for me, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like my sponsor is God. Like I still, you know, go to people. I have my God squad. I go to them every day and it's like, okay, what, what advice do you have for me? Like, let me share the 10th step with you. Let me show, you know, how I'm, how I'm insane. And, and so I think like just for me, what comes out in this paragraph is the humanity and the fact that, you know, nobody in this program is better than anyone else. We are just walking hand in hand. And there are some people who have more experience than I have. And, you know, it's always wild to me. Um, like when people reach out asking me for my experience, I'm like, uh, you know, like, do you know who I am? Like, do you know where I came from? You know, I don't, all I have to give is what's been given to me. And, um, so I love this. For me, there's so much humility here. There's so much love. Um, and with that, I'll pass. And thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dara. All right. Carmela G., you're up. Thank you so much, Amy. Thanks, everyone, for being on the line this morning. My name is Carmela G., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New York. I thought about this for a few moments, um, and maybe that's what lots of other 
fellows were doing since the line for sharing was so short, um, I, I, I focused on early on in my sponsorship, uh, I was just like in life holding people hostage. I wanted everybody to get recovered. I was out there on that bandwagon, and I never realized until someone said to me, wanting everyone to be recovered and pushing them is just another method of controlling people. And I thought about it, and I thought, oh, yes, I forgot that free will. Mm. So I will give you three examples of results of what allowing people to do. I had two friends. One saw me for the first time after losing all my weight and being in recovery, and she said, what did you do? And I told her. And she said, oh, forget that one. No way. No way. And I left her alone. Unfortunately, her free will took her to her death. The other, I'm only going to tell two of these examples. The other was my great nephew who I dragged through this city of New York because I wanted him, I was fearful, I wanted him to get programmed, and I dragged him to meetings. Um, he used a different substance, but I dragged him to various meetings throughout the city, and it was torture for him, but out of respect and love for me, he did it. And one of the fellows said, don't do this, Carmela, he's got to be ready. Well, this year... He will be celebrating five years of clean and abstinent life and a peace and joy, but I had to let him go. I had to let him find his sponsor, not introduce him to everyone I thought would be good for him. I had to smash my ego, get out of my own way, and allow God to work and that's the focus today and with that I pass thank you so much thank you so much Carmela okay Colleen M time for you hey good morning everyone this is Colleen M from Maryland so this passage to me just uh, you know it says we're seeing this person for the second time and they've read the book so I'm thinking this means that um They've admitted, you know, they've done at least the first step. And then telling their story, you know, made me think of the fourth step and the fifth step. And um, I'm not, not quite sure that's where we're at with this, but that's what it came to mind for me. And, you know, I'm definitely a recovering higher power. I want to drive people kicking and screaming into this recovery because I think everyone needs some kind of recovery. Um, but it's not what I think. You know, it's what my higher power thinks, and I have to continue to remember that the only thing I have to share is my own experience, strength, and hope, and um, and what I have done and what has worked for me, and, you know, I had to surrender completely 
and I had to be ready to do everything that I was told by my sponsor that I didn't want to do and, you know, digging deep and looking at myself. And um, so that's what I try to do with, with my sponsees as well and the people that I get to share this recovery with in my life on a daily basis. And, you know, I, I too, I have to let it go. It is not for me, you know, the one person abstinent recovered is myself. And, uh, and if I, if I can do that much, then I am available for the next person that my higher power sends to my, into my life to, uh, to plant a seed or share my message. So that's all I've got. Thank you for letting me share. Thanks for everyone saving my life again today. I pass. Yeah. Amen to that. Saving my life. Hey, Colleen, thank you so much. Okay. We are on page 96, second paragraph. Who else would like to share? This is a surprise. Sam Loretta H. H. All right. Sam S. Loretta H. Anybody else? Ilana P. Joyce A. Ilana P. Joyce A. Larry G. Okay. Larry G. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Another great group. Sam S. Loretta H. Ilana P. Joyce A. Larry G. Okay. Sam, you're up. Hey, good morning, Amy. Thanks for leading. My name is Sam S. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Rhode Island. Um, This sentence here, having had the experience yourself, you can give a much practical advice, really stood out to me. I've really felt compelled to share because I, uh, most of my time in uh, in the rooms have been in relapse. And so when I uh, found my guide, who was very clear that she was just a guide, um, the I think the most practical advice that I got was be on the step that you're in. Um, Cause I had an idea I knew about, you know, the 10th step, the ninth step, the fourth step, all these steps. And so I just constantly wanted to keep moving forward and think, okay, no problem. Let's move on to this. Let's, you know, let me do a 10 step on this when I wasn't even realizing what step one actually meant for me. And so the most practical, practical advice was, stay in the stuff that you're at. And also where it says having had the experience that set aside prayer was such a beautiful invitation. God, help me set aside everything I think I know because I came in and was in the rooms and in relapse in the food thinking that I knew exactly what life was supposed to be. And how well did that work for me? It didn't work very well. So I had to know when I was prepared and ask somebody to take me through the program of recovery that was grounded in the 12 steps that I had no idea. And I just needed to follow the advice, follow the advice of the people in whom the problem had been solved, do what they told me to do and just keep my mouth shut and my mind open. And that's the hardest thing for me to still do today, every day, right now, is just to keep my mouth shut and to think about, is this, you know, do I, do I have to have an opinion on this? And um, I'm just really grateful. I'm grateful that 
I was never pressured. I was never given a message of it's me or it's nobody, um, that this is, this is the way that it's done. Uh, I've always just been led to let's see what's in the book and having the direction of if it's in the, in the big book, if it's in, in here, then follow it. And if not, we can question it. So uh, grateful to be here and grateful, um, grateful to have the opportunity to share. Thanks. I pass. Thank you, Sam. Thank you so much. Okay, Loretta H. followed by Alana P. Go ahead, Loretta, your turn. Thank you, Amy, for your service and everybody on the line who saves my life every single morning. And my God, of course, Loretta H. recovered in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I love this paragraph. In fact, I'm experiencing it right now as we speak. Last night, um, I'm redoing the steps. And last night I gave away my fifth step and I've taken so many fifth steps with the, I've been honored to get them. But she pointed something out that was so pertinent to why I was doing this work. And it's, it's so wonderful to go into an experience where I've done it several times and had it, um, and done it and had given to me and have the set aside prayers these previous speakers spoke about. And ha I have two ears and one mouth for a reason. And for me to listen and absorb and have the meditation and inspiration to see the true intent of why I was doing this, um, this step work. And it's just amazing because I got another grace out of doing the work. And that's what I kind of like sharing with my sponsor. It's, it's um, God performing what I couldn't do for myself, but also seeing God's face in another person. When I work this program, with whether I'm a sponsor or a sponsee, I have the ability to see God's face because he's directing all of us. And that's how I really want to present this program as a sponsor and as a sponsee so that there's a lot of um, humility and ego reduction and true intention, honesty. That's the first thing because for me, that was the hardest thing because I have been a liar for a long time. And today God has graced me with the ability to be honest. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Loretta. Okay, Alana P. followed by Joyce A. Go ahead, Alana. Good morning, Alana P. Recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic bulimic in Portugal. Um, yeah, I, I think this is only the second, maybe third time I've shared on the line. Um, just because I let my um, self-absorption, I guess, get in the way because I, I get so anxious anyway. Um, this paragraph stuck out to me because, um, well, first of all, that having had the experience yourself, and I have uh, been through the steps, um, and I have uh, felt what it feels like to um, have a, a sponsor, somebody that I don't know, and uh, to be uh, faced with making a decision when I first came into the program, and um, and how much it helped to hear someone else's story at that time so that I, I could really um, 
see, okay, yeah, I did that, I did that. And so I'm, I, I have this um, experience that I can try to portray to others. And um, I'm just available if they, if they want it, if they want to hear it. Um, let him know you are available if he wishes to make a decision and tell his story, but do not insist. Um, if someone is working with me or just starting to share with me and say that, well, they want to proceed, um, and they say, but they're not sure they want to proceed with me, I tell them, that's great. I'm so glad you want to proceed. I'm happy either way. Um, it's it's just, it's all good. And um, I, I try and uh, keep that attitude because it's totally not up to me. It's up to that person and it's up to that person's higher power. Um, and I, I just recently had someone say they, um, we were starting to work together and they said, you know, it's not working for them. So it's basically like saying, go in peace. You know, I have gotten a lot out of just the few times that we have talked. And I love that because it just strengthens my own program. Um, and it gets me right in the heart. I'm just really feeling it this morning. So I am so grateful to be on this meeting. I love this meeting. I love all you guys. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Alana. And welcome. Awesome. Great to hear you. Okay. Joyce A. followed by Larry G. Go ahead, Joyce. Hi. Good morning, Joyce A. from Minnesota. This is my first time talking. I'm a little nervous. Welcome. Um, yeah, when I heard this uh, paragraph this morning, I thought about how um, I'm, I'm now sitting with someone that's interested in the book and the program, and they have this disease like I do, and they're um, excited, hopefully excited a little bit anyway, to hear about what's in the program. So what I do is I... T- I point out parts of the book that were interesting to me and um, what got me um, believing that that this program could work for me. I I start pointing out those parts of the book and then I start telling my story about um, my experiences of how I've um, recovered and how I've gone through the steps and uh, what, what I do um, I possibly will go into what I do for a, a food plan and things like that. Um, and then I just um, really talk about my recovery and and um, how I use this book and this program to um, to help me live every day the way I need to live. Um, um, I try to ask a few questions about, um, you know, where they're at with with their uh, higher power and um, not to impress upon them too much of the higher power uh, spiritual aspect of the program, but to get a feel um, in case we do uh, move forward into sponsorship or that, um, where they're at. because sometimes when a person comes in, they're a little bit scared of um, um, of hearing the word God uh, quite a few times in in the steps, and they'll you know they might be a little scared, a little um, 
put off, maybe a little, um, I don't know, confused. So I try to explain to them how that works for their um, perception of a higher power. And, um, and so it doesn't, so they, uh, they can go home and, and, and think about, you know, how, how will this work for me? Um, glad to be on the line this morning and everyone have a good day and I'll pass. That's great. Thank you so much, Joyce. Okie doke. Larry G., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Thank you. Uh, my name's Larry G. I'm from California. <clears throat> I want to thank Davida for kicking this off. It was a good share. Um, I came into Visions in May of 2020, <clears throat> and before that, I was in relapse from 2018 and 2019. Uh, I attempted to sponsor, and uh, I discovered later on that I can't transmit something I don't have. Um, and since I've been in a vision for you, it's been a, a whole different experience. But I had to detox off of um, my alcoholic foods, then go through the steps and begin commencing with others. Um, you know, the, the lessons I apply to sponsoring, I've learned in Bill's story. Uh, you know, where will we be? if Abby had come on heavy-handed and um, tried to convert Bill to a, a religious big-box church or, you know, was beating Bill up, telling him what to do. <clears throat> Abby was generous and kind, compassionate and loving. Um, what, where would we be if Bill had not surrendered? I, I don't think AA would have existed and transformed in other 12-step programs. Maybe it would, maybe it, would, it, maybe it wouldn't. And so I, I apply those lessons to working with sponsees today. And I, I realize that I'm human. I drop the ball. I make mistakes. But I believe in my heart there's absolutely nothing I can do or say that will prevent somebody from getting recovery or I, there's nothing I can say or do um, to, uh, to ensure somebody will have recovery. I believe it's up to God, just like it was up for me. I was ready for the message in May of 2020, uh, I was no longer wanting to live, and the only option was to surrender or die, and I surrendered to a part of grave myself, and that's true for me. It's also true for the people I sponsor or attempt to sponsor. I, I can't say anything or do anything uh, to get that person to surrender. It, surrender is a, is a miracle in itself. It's a phenomenon. Uh, it's described in the, uh, the appendix. Uh, spiritual experience, Bill explains it about 16 different times. And I can't go to a weekend workshop in surrender uh, or manufacture on my own. And until I surrender, there is no way that I am open to going to the steps and doing the work. Uh, and that's true for anybody else that I attempt to, to work with. So um, I love this program. I love uh, having finally a recovery based on the big book, The Alcoholics Anonymous, and a fellowship that uh, that talks about the problem each day and the solution. Uh, thank you for your service. I'm out. Thank you so much, Gary. I'm grateful, too. Okay. Who else would like to share? We're on page 96, the second paragraph. Ross Ross. Ross M. Vasa. Oh, there was someone before Vasa. Who was that? That was me, Kim A. 
Kim. There we go. Okay, I've got Russ Hamlet. Janella B. Who's that? Genoa B. Genoa. Genoa B. Okay. Anyone else? Andrea J. Andrea what? Andrea, can I get the first initial of your last name, please? Okay, well, that's okay. Anyone else? Andrea J. Okay, thank you. Uh, all right, well, we're going to go with this group. All righty. Russ M, Basa O, Kim A, Genoa B, Andrea J. All righty. Russ M, your turn, dude. Let's go. Russ, are you there? Russ M, star one to unmute, please. There we go again. Not enough coffee here. I'm messing up. Sorry about that. (laughs) Russ M, recover recover compulsive overeater from PA. Thank you, Aim. Thanks, everybody. Um, Just that, that part in the paragraph, like, you know, something to the effect of, you know, if it ain't a match, you know, when, when I when I was even now when I sponsor some. Oh, Russ, we lost you. Russ, are you there? Press star one again. Hi, right. man. I'm having a day, oh. huh? Yeah, you're back now. <laughs> All right, we're good. Well, I'll try to make it quick. That part in the paragraph about, you know, maybe it's not a match. Just be there, be a friend. You know. That's really the only thing I could truly do. When I when I first started sponsoring, and even sometimes now, my pride gets in there. Like I gotta, you know, I gotta take care of everybody. You know, I got this freedom now. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna share and I'm gonna fix people. And it just that's not what it is for. Me. I gotta remember this, and it's a great thing because it keeps me humble, it keeps me close to knowing who I am, being a junkie. You know, that all this stuff that's happened is not because of me, you know, it came from God, and uh, that's what I love about this program, every aspect of it, sponsoring, working the steps, outreach, all this stuff is bringing me closer to God, and as as I continue this way of life, you know, that's the ultimate goal, it brings me to the person that he wants me to be, that God, my higher power wants me to be, so, you know, I, I tried to force it plenty of times with sponsees, and it didn't work out. Now I'm starting to learn. You know, I'm 49 years old. I'm starting to learn to zithity, you know, shut up and listen. Just listen. Maybe it's a match. Maybe it's not. Maybe you made a friend. And sometimes just listening can help them, and they get to a person that can really, you know, that's a match for them that, you know, God has for them. Just be there for people. That's what I have to do. It's hard. You know, I'm rambunctious rambunctious and you know passionate and I want to help everybody but you know you got to temper that because then it gets into me again so thank you very much I appreciate everybody love you have a beautiful day thank you so much Russ glad you hung in there all right Vasa O your turn followed by Kim A please go ahead thank you am I heard yes thank you thank you Amy G for service and Vasa great recovered 
compulsive overeater calling from uh, Port Chavez, Florida. And this is really a good paragraph. Uh, and I'm so grateful that, you know, the person that brought me, my Abby, that brought me to the program, she was, she was gentle. She didn't push me. She didn't force me to do anything that I didn't feel comfortable doing, you know. And it was such a freedom for me, you know, to have that privilege you know, to do what I wanted to do. But I was ready and I was really willing by that time to surrender because I've been struggling with the food addiction for long, many, many years. And uh, I was ready. <laughs> I had the gift of desperation, but I didn't see it as a gift in those days. I said, how could I just surrender these foods that I, I loved that I cannot have, you know, and she said, we'll, we'll do this only one day at a time, one meal at a time. And that's gotten me years and years later. It is by the grace of my higher power. I, I was happy to hear about her. She said, the only way we could do this is by surrendering to a higher power greater than ourselves and following the directions, the steps, the way they're laid out in the big book. And I, I love to hear the, the higher power. I didn't want to hear about God. You know, I didn't have very good experiences as growing up with God. So, and yeah, later on, I started saying, yeah, thank you. Thank you, God, you know, for, you know, my recovery. So, and I tried at the beginning. She said to me, you are so easy to sponsor. Well, that's because I had, I was ready and willing because I didn't want to die. And I thought, like, you know, and at the beginning when I started sponsoring people, I said, well, this is what, I do, and this is, if you did this, then it's going to work for you. But, you know, and then I realized over the years, I've done a lot of mistakes, believe me. I've had some good positive things and not so good positive things with, with sponsees. And, um, but anyways, I can, you know, I cannot make anybody recover, you know. Like nobody could have made me. I needed, I took it very seriously, as I said. I didn't want to die. And I work with people today. I want them all to recover, but I don't push it any longer. I don't try to fix people. I can only share my own experience, strength, and hope, and I can let them go. And I am struggling now with my son. He's lost a lot of weight. He didn't have to lose a lot of weight, but he's beginning to look like he's anorexic or bulimic. And he knows when he was three years old, I took him to my program because he was a baby, young, you know. And he knows what I do. And I told him, I'm concerned about it, but I'm not going to nag to him. So thank you for letting me share that pass. Thank you so much, Vasa. All right, Kim A., followed by Genoa B. Go ahead, Kim, you have the floor. Hey, good morning. This is Kim A. from New York City. And... You know, the issue is not always so much like we can't force anybody to accept the solution. The issue is often that, you know, our egos tell us that we know what's best for everybody. It's not for us to determine that somebody, that this solution is right for somebody else, right? I mean, we learn much earlier on in the book that we want to direct everything, because our egos tell us that we have all the answers, that, you know, the world should just listen to us and that we want everything to be our way. And, you know, that 
delusion and that dishonesty also crosses over into the area of, you know, feeling really strongly about passing on a solution that works for us. And not to say that we don't have good motives, we want to be helpful, but, you know, our our minds are delusional in every way. And just because we're recovered, that, that doesn't necessarily go away in every area. And I know sometimes I got to check myself because, you know, I'm really passionate about the solution. And the solution for me is different than the solution for a lot of other people. You know, I, I call into this meeting and I talk about how I'm recovered and I don't use a food plan. And I mean, even on this line, I feel like everybody thinks I'm nuts. And to me, that also sounded preposterous for a really long time. But that's what works for me. So what works for us is not always what God has in store for other people. So instead of trying to be the director, you know, I I was told to look at it like, you know, we're assigned a bit part in a play. I'm like a shrub. And I want to keep jumping in and directing everything. Forget about being a shrub. I want to just take over the whole production. So I need to <laughs> embrace that I'm a shrub, embrace my shrubness. All I could do is show up, tell my story, make myself available for anybody who wants to hear what worked for me. And if they want to know more, great. If not, maybe it's not right for them or maybe it's not the right time for them. So, you know, I always pray for that next right thought or action because otherwise I'm trying to jump out of my shrub costume and just direct everything. I don't know what's best. Um, so I'm going to embrace being a shrub today. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks so much, Kim A. I'm going to be a shrub right along with you. <laughs> All right, Genoa B, followed by Andrea J. Genoa, please go ahead. Good morning, Warriors. This is Genoa B, as in Victor, uh, recovered in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, um, so, you know, getting the opportunity to share my experience, strength, and hope, I was uh, thinking about. Um, on Sunday, we had some guests over in there in, you know, another 12-step program that I belong to. And, you know, when you're around recovery, people, certain conversations just take place. And I got the opportunity to share about my recovery uh, here in OA. And uh, one of the folks that was there was like, oh, you know, that sounds like something that I need. And it's always amazing to me to talk to people in one 12-step program who's never heard of the other 12-step program. And so, you know, I just shared a little bit of my experience, strength, and hope. Um, but when she said, you know, that sounds like what I need. Well, you know, I remember saying that for like 20 years. You know, that's what I need. That's what I need. Yeah, it might have been what I needed. It wasn't what I wanted because I didn't want to do what, what, you know, other folks was doing in order to to change my life. And um, not until I was desperate enough did, you know, I come here crawling on hands and knees, and I was willing to do whatever, whatever I was asked to do. But, you know, what was in my mind was that, you know what, in many situations with people like what I experienced on Sunday, I may only get to be the, the seed planter. Maybe I'm just the Johnny Appleseed of the program uh, for that particular person. Maybe I never get to see 
what happens down the line, just like many people that tried to help me before. There was a seed planted. Each time there was a little something different um, that happened, and I'm one of those that says sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. I absolutely was the sometimes slowly. I'm so grateful for this program today, and even though I'm in another 12-step program, I've heard it said here many times on vision, you know, my credits don't transfer. They absolutely did not, and thank goodness they didn't because, you know, even though I had wonderful recovery over there, I still had not reached the pinnacle of the program. And what I mean by that, really experiencing working with others and really taking to heart that that's what I have to do. And so I'm so excited um, now with 70-something days of, of abstinence and, and uh, sponsoring other folks in the program, I'm so excited to get the opportunity to go through that book over and over and over, and I get so excited when I'm going through the book that sometimes I actually have to go, you know what, I'm so sorry, I just kind of get carried away because it is exciting to me going through Bill's story and, and seeing what happened for him. And somebody mentioned Ebby, and, you know, I was just talking about Ebby last night. He didn't beat Bill over the head. That was his friend, and he was like, wow, I got something here, and I really, really want to share it with my friend. And, you know, and that, that's what we get to do, and I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for you medical carriers, too. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. Thank you, Genoa B. Okay, Andrea J., you're up. Hey, thank you. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for being on here. Uh, this is Andrea Jerusik, a J as in uh, justice. And, uh, and everybody said part of my story. I just love you folks. And this is the solution for me. Uh, I was in the pollution for many years around food. I've been sober and in the, in, in the solution for 40 years in AA. And like the last speaker said, you, you know, you just can't transfer uh, what you know in one program to another program. You got to do the deal or else you'll be stealing people's time by wasting their time, my time, in my higher powers time. And uh, I'm not going to take long because I know it's close to the top of the hour, but uh, I, I, I like to tell uh, funny stories. And uh, uh, there was this uh, lady and uh, she she was a Christian and she locked her keys in the car and she was just praying that somebody that's nice would come and help her to get into her car, to get a car, into her car. She needed to get home. And she was praying, and everybody, nice people were coming, but no one was able to open the car. And so this rough-looking character on this motorcycle came, and this person on the motorcycle got into the car within 45 seconds. And she said, oh, praise you, Lord. You said such a nice person to get in my car. And the person goes, lady, I'm not a nice person. I just got out of jail for breaking in cars. And she said, oh, praise you, Lord. You you sent me a professional. And you guys know how to break into my locked car. And with that, I'm going to say thank you. I love you all. And just keep coming back. This this is where the solution is. And stay out of the pollution. It's all about my thinking. I might not be stuffing food in my mouth, but I'm stuffing uh, uh, unhealthy, unloving thoughts in my mouth. The ego thoughts, you know. And ego spells for me, uh, empty garbage out. And I got to empty gar- garbage out. Thank you, and I love you all. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Andrea. 
Okay, we have about time for one, maybe two shares. Who would like to share? Karen Kay. Karen Kay. Eileen. All right, Eileen. Okay, yeah. let's see what we got. Karen, I'm not sure, Eileen, we'll see. Karen, go ahead. Good morning. My name is Karen Kay, recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits don't transfer. Um, all I can be for somebody else is to share my experience, strength, and hope. Um, I can't... Um, I can't uh, make something up that, that's that's not there, and I can't force solutions. Uh, I believe in sometimes when I'm listening to a fifth step, I mean, no one is equipped to take a fifth step. You know, um, I've learned that when I do, and then in the future, I will be asking people to have a good lawyer, a good accountant, or um, a good, you know, someone that can handle this legal stuff, because I am not equipped, and I even if I was a psychiatrist, a therapist, or a priest, um, I'm still not equipped for some of this stuff. And once I own that, and just, you know, it's been said earlier today, like the lantern and the guide um, to somebody, and let that be between uh, the big book, uh, God and them, and just show what's happened for me. Um and this program can be really, really complicated, but it doesn't need to be. You know, I have made some wonderful friends throughout this program. I don't believe that, you know, I'm the sponsor and I am a sponsee. No, we are just in this together, trying to get uh, healthier and more aware and, and living life, doing what I was supposed to be doing without the food. You know, with I think I've arrived because I do X, Y, and Z, and really, that's not so. I should have been, you know, and I don't want to shit on myself. I need to be doing those productive things of society with my family and friends and, you know, work or whatever, and before the food was in the way. So now I have this new way of life, and I'm sharing it with people, which is very important. Uh, when I work with others, I, I one of the questions I ask, are you willing to give this away? Are you willing to share this? And it's very sad sometimes when they finally get to the place of being spot to be a sponsor or someone to work with, um, their life becomes too too busy, and they're back in the food. So you know, um, all I know is all I have is really less less than a 24-hour day because about seven or eight of that I'm probably sleeping. Um, so you know, I didn't get the war's over. I didn't get into. Uh, this program uh, to beat myself up if I did, if I wasn't perfect about something or attempting to be, just to keep my life simple and loving towards myself and those around me. With that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Karen Kay and Eileen. It looks like we are out of time, so please uh, hang in for the second hour. We'd love to hear what you have to say uh, at our second hour. If you got the time, that would be great. Okay, I'd like to thank everyone who shared. Uh, please join us for another hour, another second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing of this hour. The share ID for today, November 3rd, Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021, 7 a.m. is 18,025. That's 18025. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer 
Will Nancy T. please read a vision for you for us? Thank you, Amy. Good morning, everybody. Nancy T. recovered in Lewiston, Idaho this morning. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.